Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to AEW. We are listening on the Boochcast live from iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other major productions for your podcast. And you're here to hear the results of AEW for February 16, 2022. But, uh, you know, I can't do this alone. You know, um, I got to have somebody with me who could be objective, who could sit there and, uh, you know, yell and scream and, you know, and have a difference of opinion. Of course, we're here with the guy whose name is on this podcast, the Boochcast. Um, it's my trusty host, Vinny Bojay. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Boochcast. We are here for the recap of this week's AEW, and it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, folks. Like always, um, digging through crap to find the treasure. But I will admit, last week we saw more treasure than crap. But I look forward to seeing if uh, AEW can follow up. I think they did, and I think they did in spades. They're of course they're out in Tennessee. Um, I didn't know they're in Tennessee. If it did, I maybe would have driven out to watch the show there because uh, you know um, why not? Because they're not gonna be in Atlanta for. I checked the the schedule, and uh, they're going to be in Atlanta for quite some time. So, have they set a date for Atlanta yet, or no? No, they have not. So, okay. and I'm going to be kind of bummed out because Cody Rhodes is no longer with AEW. It saddens my heart. Yeah, 110. Um, but I have a theory. I know I said I wouldn't veer off from the get go before we. That's, what, air, that's but, why I was uh, saying. Let, let, I, I know we want to talk about that. Let's save that for the variety show. That way we can focus on dynamite. So that's a little okay, tidbit, well, little snippet for you guys. We're going to put that on the variety show. It's a work. Okay. Okay. Cool. So let's go on. <laughs> or, or not. Or, I'll tell you what i'll share my thoughts on the variety show because otherwise we'll veer off <laughs> okay all right cool so obviously we start the show and i told you ladies and gentlemen before man every time aw starts it's always two things you want to look for you'll look like at the beginning and what happens in the end so first thing starting off is cm punk sitting crisscross applesauce in the middle of the ring like he does so well and you know when he sits in the ring when he has a microphone in his hand everybody shuts the fuck up and everybody listens um you know he's just sitting there over there talking about um mjf tries to walk like me talk like me he's like best in the world i'm better than you you know it's it's funny. I, I, I literally said those things 20 years ago. And here's this guy who is literally imitating. He wants to be just like me, pretty much. You know, he calls himself, like, he fancies himself to call himself bigger than Brett in Calgary or Chicago or uh, Punk in Chicago or Piper in Portland. You know, he goes, like, you fancy yourself that, but, like, you're just a little shit from, like, Long Island, pretty much. Um, then he gives a shout out to John Moxley for joining him last week. Um, now he gets to pick time, the place, the date, and a type of match for his thing, whatever. And uh, long story short man um you know when he started he started thinking back to you know all the things with especially piper related i guess that famous dog collar match and uh pretty much he goes out there mjf comes out there and it was kind of funny mjf just kind of shut the fuck up said nothing and just walked away because cm punk brought a picture of old mjf when he was a kid signing an autograph with cm punk years ago um i thought this thing was pretty fucking awesome for a banger for a promo from the beginning and i could literally watch cm punk do a promo i don't care if it's 10 20 minutes the first setting of it watching cm punk on a microphone in 2022 is every day he's on a tv show every time he's on a show it's an added bonus for me because i'm just a mark for him and i'm going to i'm going to say it loud a lot of people don't like being car marks um i do uh because i'm a mark for cm punk and danhausen so there you go what do you think Vinny? okay i'm gonna say this right now best promo i've heard in a long time cm punk was beautiful with this beautiful bringing up the piper in portland and then of course the uh brett in calgary punk in chicago um and, and mjf has said that and apparently He's right about two out of those three because he beat Punk in Chicago and Brett's overrated. But Piper in Portland, nah, not even close. But I do love the fact that they referenced it. But what I love about it is he said, it's two days removed from Valentine's Day. So MJF, and he pulled a dog collar and says, will you be my Valentine? Now, Elvis, I'm going to ask you a question before I finish my thoughts. When he 
said, will you be my Valentine? Did you get the reference? I do not. Okay, the reason that worked so well is not because it was two days after Valentine's Day. It's because when Roddy Piper had the dog collar match in NWA, his opponent was Greg the Hammer Valentine. Oh, gotcha. So that worked so fucking well. Referencing history. Clever play on words. This was punk amazingly. And I love this because it's the second dog collar match in the history of AEW, but this time they're actually putting a dog collar match on a fucking pay-per-view, which means somebody in creative finally used the brain. Big match, big stipulation on a pay-per-view. That is how you book and tell a story. And here's the best part. MJF saying nothing made this perfect. If MJF had spoke, it would have killed this whole thing. It's the one time where if MJF spoke, it would have fucked the segment up. That needed to be perfect. Perfect. Beautiful. MJF saying nothing. Having nothing to say. The canvas being painted with his blood. It was beautiful. MJF not saying anything is great because it does something that is hard to do in wrestling today, especially for guys like us who are analysts. It creates doubt. It makes you think, holy shit, MJF might be scared of CM Punk. CM Punk might just whoop that ass in Orlando. But we know MJF has a tainted victory over Punk. So maybe since Punk's real big on putting people over to a degree, he might might let MJF just whoop his ass in this one. Now, I did think it was funny about him not having a Valentine since, uh, dude, last I checked, you were fucking married to a crazy girl. Uh, you had a Valentine. I thought that was kind of dumb. But the play on words was beautiful still. Loved it. Great promo. That's how you start a show. <coughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great way to start. Um, you know, um, I'm not really crazy about the dog collar match. I'm not sure why people get so hyped about it. I'm not really particularly crazy about it. But, you know, the fact that he can't run, he can't climb a cage, he can't do anything. Um, he's got to be strapped to him pretty much the whole time and yeah. I think it's gonna be fun and if I want to do a prediction because the pay-per-view is like what in two or three more weeks yeah um I think what's gonna happen is he's gonna try to get out of it maybe have Sean Spears or maybe bring out some bow cutters and I think that's where Warlord finally has enough and you know attacks Sean Spears and attacks FTR and you know that's where Warlord finally does his finally gets his face turned yeah we're all waiting for that and also you brought up the cage thing I love the fact that he said you know you know Wardlow can just climb in and MJF can still run I love the fact that Punk said that because I'm glad someone finally Finally brought that up like oh you're gonna have nowhere to go it's a steel cage i'm like people still interfere in these things yeah, people still it's like it's not it's not crazy anymore like a, a steel cage is no longer impressive as a way to keep people out now hell in a cell which they'd obviously have to change the name of that that could work but as far as like convincing people that a cage match is going to keep people in we're not falling for that anymore that's not it's, believable it's, it's like cm punk comes out of nowhere and like he's like or MGF is gonna try to sit there and grab a chair from me the wreath and who is it? It's Danhausen. What is he doing here? You're cursed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I love the fact that he said I'm gonna put him in a dog collar because now he can't run. And that's brilliant. Or even if it had just been a strap match or something where they tie it to the wrist, but this time a dog collar, it's tied to the neck, which does make me a little bit nervous. But because CM Punk and MJF are, you know, very much pros, very good at what they do, I think this match is gonna be is gonna be well because it's done with two people who know how to work a match and know how to keep each other safe. Yeah, I, that's were, the whole point of it too. So as long as they can keep it safe and everything else and again, that's the ramen noodle challenge, ramen noodle challenge we have going on, you know, the cup noodles or the ramen noodles, uh, you know, they bring it and it's like, you know, if Corny talks about it, everybody starts talking about what a great match it was, someone's gonna, um, someone's gonna have to tape himself for a week eating ramen noodles. Hey, like I said, the match still has to deliver. So okay. that's the thing. The deal was 
was they had to top it. So far, there's a good stipulation. There's a good everything, but the match still has to be good. So that, keep that in mind. If, if, the, if they go out there and they shit the bed, it doesn't matter who wins. It's, it's, it's the quality of the match. If the match still shits the bed, you still got to eat ramen noodles. But if it steals the show, then I got to have the noodles. I didn't say anything about stealing the show. I mean, I'm pretty sure it will, but I, mean, I, 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 I know. I meant like it's going to be good. I'm sorry. Steal the show is sorry. I, I, I over I overshot it. My bad. That's all right. Well, that's okay. Let's move on for the next one. We got uh, the American Dragon Brian Danielson versus Lee Mariotti with Matt Sedell. Now, I don't want to get into the play-by-play, whatever. Remember, I usually say on a segment, if there's one match to watch this week, watch this match. Lee Mariotti, like, I remember when he dropped his name, like, was it last week when he told um, Mox, he's like, hey, man, we should get, uh, uh, what's his name, Daniel Garcia. We should get a Lee Mar- Mariotti, and we should get, uh, who's the other person uh, um, they wanted to train up? Daniel Garcia, yeah. like, they, they got that Garcia guy. Wheeler, I think Wheeler Yuta's name came up. Wheeler, Wheeler, uh, Wheeler Yuta, Mariotti, and, and here's the thing. He brought up his name last week, and he's fighting with them right now, which is pretty awesome. But if there's one match to watch, it was this one. This match was so freaking good. These guys, like, you know, everybody knows Brian Nelson's a fantastic wrestler, right? I mean, like, I think he's, I'm going to say, he's better than Brett when it comes to it. He's got more personality. He's got more personality in, in, in chain wrestling. Um, These two knew each other's moves. It's almost like Lee Mariotti was almost like a veteran, and he was going against a veteran. And, like, the back and forth, I mean, I'm not going to, so I'm not going to, I want to go back and forth, you know, with the different moves they had on there. But if there's one match to watch, then I'll give my Elvis seal of approval. Boom. Watch this match from the beginning to the very end because these guys put on a wrestling clinic. CM Punk went out there. He killed it on the mic. And then we get a Brian Dallison straight after that. Yeah, sign me up. Take all my monies because guess what? This was freaking amazing. And it wasn't like just flippy floppy bullshit that, you know, Vinny usually hates, whatever. But even with the small amount they had in there, it was not enough to like take away from the true, true pure wrestling that happened in this contest. I was super excited. I was like, I mean, I I knew of Lee Mariotti, you know, but he wasn't really my radar. But let's just say, as soon as like Brian Nelson dropped his name last week and then like wrestled him tonight, it was so fucking good. Lee needed this match to get anybody to give a shit about him. I've heard his name come up a few times in AEW and I couldn't have given a fuck less about him until this past Wednesday. This match with Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, whatever you want to call him, was a fucking masterclass of wrestling. This was a fucking clinic. Like, clearly, Brian carried this match. Lee couldn't do this shit on his own. Fact. Lee, Lee had fought anybody else in that match in a match, it probably would have shit the bed. But Dan- Daniel was carrying that match, but Lee was able to keep up with him every step of the way. There were no botches, there were no mistakes, and you were right. What little flip-flop they did, it didn't take away from it, because it was timed properly. Which, again, I've said before, high spots are good, when they're timed properly. It's like the difference between having a high spot in a match and having a high spot instead of a match, Sammy G. You gotta just, you gotta organize things more. But Brian and Lee killed it. I love this match. Like, it was so technically well done. And that's what I love about Brian Danielson is that he is, you said better than Brett. I will say he's better than Brett. Especially now that he's gotten so much better on the mic over the years in WWE. Like, he got so much better on the mic, freaking killed it. Now he's in AEW, taking those same mic skills, crushing it this was amazing again like i'm i, I was amazed like i it's, it's not every day in AEW. two great things happen in a row but damn it did and here's the third after the match is over um you know uh moxley comes to the ring or um you know daniel bryan gets on a mess on the microphone talks about the teach that kid a lesson whatever then moxley comes out you know coming through the crowd he looks a lot better you know him being sober fantastic i'm super happy for him i'm proud of him um you know he looks lighter in the face he looks more slim just a little bit though but you know it takes a while for once you stop drinking 
drinking alcohol um for your face to get less puffy your neck to get less puffy whatever it takes a while but like you know that whole big inflamed thing is done yeah uh, he comes out in a mic and moxley gets on the mic he goes like a little over a decade a little over a decade ago i was a lot like that little lee Moriarty kid i was young i was angry i was poor i had nothing to lose and i took a shot at taking down the great american dragon brian Danielson. we're a little indie show i stood eye to eye with the band they call the best in the world i fought tooth and nail and came up short but nothing getting a taste of that just made me want it even more over the years i had more shots at brian Danielson, and i came up short in fact i have never beaten brian Danielson. so when he showed up in AEW, everybody was scared but i was excited because i would get the chance to slay the dragon but brian Danielson wants to join force with me and uh i'm not gonna lie i get to thinking how awesome would it be if we created a dream team of unmitigated pure wrestling violence and the young guys could take with us give it back to AEW, and a legacy we would leave i couldn't think of one good reason to say no but then i got to wondering the only reason brian Nelson wants to stand side by side is because he doesn't want to stand across from me in the ring and if that's the case well i've already beaten daniel bryanson which the mind games so which is it i'm not saying yes i'm not saying no i'll leave it up to you but i don't stand side by side with nobody until i bleed with them first drops the mic and walks out loved every second of this promo probably one of the best moxie's ever cut in his whole career it was great and i think i got an idea of where this is gonna go i predict that i think at revolution it's gonna be brian danielson versus john moxley hopefully they still kick match maybe No, 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 and, and, and hear me out, and this okay. is why. Okay, Because, like, he says, I don't want to partner with somebody unless he wants to bleed. So if they throw in, like, a stipulation of a cage match for some reason, that means they're going to bleed in there. Or some kind of have some kind of match where, like, they're going to have to, like, beat the shit each other to bleed together. And once they do that, uh, they'll pretty much, like, be, like, blood brothers, right? Like, I, instead of doing, like, the fist, like, the shield, they'll sit there and wipe the blood off their foreheads and thumb it up or pound it or whatever they do, whatever, and then, boom, it's done. About- I predict, so this week was Lee Moriarty. Who else did they say? They had uh, Wheeler Yuta, yeah. right, and Dale Garcia. So I think next week is going to be a Wheeler Yuta. Now it's not confirmed. I'm just speculating. Wheeler Yuta versus John Moxley next week, and the week after that, right before their paper. Oh wait, the paper. Yeah, it's in a couple weeks. So Moxley versus Yuta, and then the week after that, it's going to be Brian Danielson versus um, Dale Garcia, and then they're going to have that match. And once they have the match to solidify, okay, those are the three people we picked. We wrestle against them. We're on the same page. Boom, start that fucking faction. Make it happen. Take all my money. Well, here's what I think is going to happen. I think in this case, I say they make it a first blood match. No, 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 no. No first no, no, blood? No first blood? No, because like then like you're barely bleeding for the person you're supposed to be side by side. If you're gonna bleed, they want you to go through pain and know that hey, if I could take it, you could take it. That means we're both gonna be that much so, stronger for it. So what's they it, know each so, other's like you know the threshold for each other? Well then what else do you do? Lights out? Then that that wouldn't uh, work because no, I think I think the lights out would be something once the faction breaks off and they go their separate ways. That's the blow off. Well, I'm saying that what I'm thinking is at Revolution, I think we're gonna because he said I don't stand by silence until I bleed with them first I think what's gonna happen is Moxley and Danielson are gonna have a match against each other at Revolution and I'm okay. saying that whether they and then I think at some point in the match they're both gonna bleed I think Moxley's gonna win he's gonna so he can finally have that victory over Brian Danielson and then after the match they're gonna shake hands and form an alliance so it's gonna be the, then, that'll be the post match them shaking hands raise each other's hand in the ring we killed each other we bled in this ring and 
now we're going to take over. And here's the cool thing, too. So that's the beginning part of it. You want to hear the ending of sure. how that whole thing ends? Okay. So Brian Danielson's like, hey, I started to think so I wanted to teach the future. We taught these people. Look at them. They're great champions now. Or they're on the trajectory to get there. But when you beat me, I let you beat me because I wanted to join up and try to sit there and do something for our future. I let you. When you never beat me, I could have beat you with my with one hand behind my back. He could heal it up that way as well, too. He's like, He was like, at whatever pay-per-view, I'm going to destroy you. So that's going to be the end. You wait till yeah. the beginning. Now I'm just predicting the end. I think they need to throw the world title in there to make it harder, make it make it better. Like, oh, that's but, true. like either but either Moxley wins it a second time or Brian Danielson wins it the first time, gets his first run, and then like it becomes like a, a structure between them. Like Moxley feels like I should be the world champion because I'm the one who beat you, and then Brian Danielson say, "I let you beat me to start this faction," and maybe it could be yep. something where that happens, and then uh, you know it leads to a world title match. Whether it's uh, Moxley gets it the second time and then Danielson gets a victory over him to take the belt or whatever, but I think the world title needs to play a role in that because the title is the best way to break up a faction because it worked with evolution remember sure, randy sure. orton beat benoit and then triple h kicked his at kicked him out and then when Bat when batista won the royal rumble triple h was doing all these tactics to get him to not face him and then when batista found out he left evolution fought triple h to the belt from him so a world title is the best way to break up a faction because the egos can't handle it that's true well uh, we're gonna move on to the next one we told the beginning and the end so we already predicted something let's see if it holds true um of course we are just nostradamus is here just uh predicting the future um but we'll see uh next we had the face of the revolution qualified match we had wardlow with sean spears versus the acclaims platinum max castler with anthony bowens and a side note real quick i'm not sure if you're noticing it but for some reason anthony bowens when he comes to the ring he reminds me of buff bagwell <laughs> i don't know why but he does like i like i like max i like his raps whatever but anthony for some reason i'm not sure what it is but it reminds me of him back in his younger years all he does is yell the name of the city <laughs> no not really no he's 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 more than that i mean i wish you'd get more time because I, I i actually do like anthony bowens he's not bad at all he just said like he was out for a while so he couldn't do shit for a while so he's trying to get his momentum back whatever but yeah he's pretty good man especially listening to interviews and like the way he comes to, I, I, I like i even might for some reason i was watching it and i was like oh he kind of reminds me of buff in a way sort of in a way not really but sure sort of I, um yeah so so uh, we're gonna do that segment we call in uh nxt the other brand uh what Vinny likes to call it was a match kind of yeah it's like <laughs> so, if you want to call it that so the question is Based on what happened, do we consider this a match, or did Wardlow just squash this guy? It was a squash, man. Like, you yeah. know, uh, Max Caster really did try to get some offense in. He maybe got, like, two punches in, or he tried running away at one point, tried doing something. Um, He had some offense, but let's just say, man, he just got powerbombed to hell. Um, Powerbomb to powerbomb. It's a, the powerbomb symphony, right? That's what they call it. Um, And that was it. Bo was trying to attack Wardlow from behind. Wardlow turned around and powerbombed him as well. And then, of course, when Wardlow was, like, on top of the ring, like, raising his hands up, uh, Sean Spears going out there and just whacking people with a chair like he's the chairman of uh aew because he is um that was pretty cool and then uh next we have a segment in the ring what is this tony shivani goes uh goes to the ring to interview the aew world champion hangman adam page um so you know he's talking about like you know his ups and downs from being like uh he's like you know, the, you know it's the craziest create title reign you've had you had to fight that crazy battle whatever with whatever um all of a sudden adam cole comes out and uh i like this little verbiage back and forth i'm gonna go note for note but pretty much it's like you know how is it like that uh you have nobody standing behind you i haven't seen a dark order in a couple weeks you know you started a wrestling company you know you started a wrestling company with your friends where are they now and then um you know uh hangman and page just kind of go back and forth he's like yeah talk about friends it's like you went to the other company while your friends sat there and made a company and it, it chaps your ass that you know i'm champion you're not and they go back and forth call like uh adam cole called page uh the other adam like he's known in a locker room um cole talks about his merits of like becoming a ring of honor world champion and you know every place he's ever been he's been world champion and there's only one place loading him it's here in 
AEW. <clears throat> I thought it was pretty freaking awesome. Um, Cole walks out, uh, Redfish and drags from behind, and then the Dark Order came and uh, finally um, looked like the faction that they were before in 10. 10 was going crazy. I think he even threw a motherfucker. Like, he threw the security guards, like, into the other security, like, like a whole bunch of bowling pins. Like, he just picked them up and, like, here you go. Here's your friend back. Take him back with you. Okay, well. All right, we well, kind of just blended two things together here, so let me, uh... I just did the whole suck. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you did the, the Tony thing with, uh... Well, yeah, well, you skipped the part with Mercedes and Britt Baker, did you? No, well, I didn't get there because it's not in that segment. Oh, because there was... Because I saw here there was the Tony thing and then it cut to them No, here. Tony Schiavone... No, Tony, Tony Schiavone was in the ring. He was trying to air the interview him, but as soon as Adam Cole came in there... Okay, then somebody, like, somebody, Schiavone... wrote this, somebody wrote this weird. Okay, sorry. Uh, okay. But anyway... So, 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 so Tony Schiavone... So Tony Schiavone uh, was in the ring. He was interviewing um, Adam Page when Adam, Adam Page, Cole okay. came out. When he came out, though, Adam Cole's like, get the fuck out of my ring, Tony Schiavone. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, it was. Yeah, of course. I, it's it's annoying at this point. Like, yes, Adam Cole is berating Tony Schiavone. It's like, dude, you couldn't get out of a bear hug from Orange Cassidy. Stop acting like a tough guy. You're a pussy. Uh, but anyway, Adam Page. I love the comp. I love Adam Page's confidence. I love the fact that he's standing up for himself. Uh, Cole's trying to call himself the saying the other Adam, trying to get under his skin. But I'm sorry, the way Adam Cole has been booked since coming here. I I don't. When I see him trying to talk shit, I don't buy it. The rest of the people might, but I just don't anymore. I'm sorry. I, any credibility he had is gone. Like I said, other than Frankie Kazarian, he has not beaten any credible name of consequence. He's been hanging out with the Outlaw Mud Show people. So I can't take him seriously. I, I just I just can't. Maybe someday I will, and he'll be able to wash the stink off of him. But for now, the smell is still there. So Adam Page, to me, as far as I'm concerned, Cole is the other Adam, as far as I'm concerned. Because Adam Cole is standing in the hangman's ring, not the other way around. So I mean, like, I mean, like he, he debuted like not so long like after um the same time with Brian Danielson and you know Brian Danielson being like the high profile person he is, he went after Kenny he went after Adam Cole twice. Um and you know he's doing this whole thing with like Mox whatever. But you know Adam Cole's been on there and he hasn't had time to do it because instead of like waiting a lot like, he kinda waited his time. He wanted to get some wins first. Which you know there is a ranking system. I know like you know when it comes to WWE I'm not sure how they rank their people not by popularity. But at the same time it's like you know, they're raking system, so he was just going through people left and right. So yeah, he hasn't had a chance to fight the people like the the big stars. And the big yeah. stars, once he becomes champion, um, they're all gonna line up because they're gonna be like the top five, you know, each week, whatever. And whoever takes a bump, takes a, a loss, whoever goes down a ladder, up and down a ladder. But he hasn't had a chance because he hasn't had time to really do that. He just had to get himself acclimated and find his pacing. Because in WWE, he was a top dog. He came in there had a the undisputed error, and you know, he was pretty much the forefront of it all. And you know, the camera angles and the way they put the smoke and mirrors around Adam Cole and NXT, you know, hasn't been in the same light. But the thing it doesn't mean he's not a star. He definitely is. But the thing is, like, you have to wait for those credible stars to go against him. Because right now, he was just center building. Like, he, he did a couple matches here and there just to get his rankings up. But at the same token, he was center building his relationship with the Young Bucks. And now, like, he's going to break away from them and go with Red Dragon and have their own little faction. So, like I told you before, when you're AEW, you can't be a lone wolf. You can for a bit, but it's only going to last for so long before you have to tag with somebody else or start or, or start some kind of faction so you can't go it alone as much as you want to but you can't you know had had uh, Moxley had some kind of backup a, a Brian Danielson back when like he stole the championship Kenny Omega wouldn't have got that title you know when they see a manager trying to go out there and do something you know they could have came in but that pay-per-view night you know the Young Bucks got their ass kicked and you know they're in the back you know and everybody was kind of tired whatever but had they had Brian Danielson he would have had like the, the the cutting to go in there and try to help him out help out his buddy you know when it came to it yeah it's all about faction warfare no, I get, I, I get the faction warfare thing. I just didn't like Adam Cole being in a faction.
situation where he's where somebody else is the top guy and it's a guy who in my opinion is not on Adam Cole's level or even on the level below him so for me I can't get into that I'm just saying maybe everybody else can I know I'm a lone wolf on this one but I stand by it because it's it's what I see but I also want to say I like the Dark Order coming out but I'm hoping eventually this is going to lead to them being a little bit more serious because like I said I haven't seen much of that a 10 beating up the security guards that was I, I thought that was unnecessary like, like don't get me wrong like all the all the members of the Dark Order were attacking the security guards and you know trying to sit there and like you know get them out of the ring or throw them out of the ring or did, kicking them out of the and ring it didn't make sense but the very it's end like, there's just one guy there's just one guy who came in there and like there's just one guy left and 10 picked him up and threw him into everybody else so that's it I mean they're the local wrestlers anyways I like I, no, 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 I get that. No, I get that. I'm just saying you're baby faces. You're not supposed to be beating up the referee. Yeah, uh, security, the security. Different. The only time I was a baby face, you're supposed to shove security guards out of the way is that they're holding you back from trying to get to a heel who took things way too personally with you. Then you can shove people out of the way. But you don't grab security guards and toss them around. It's it's like it's baby face one on one. Like, seriously, did you fall asleep during that class? Like well, I, I, I hate that, that shit. That playbook you're using, it's not updated, man. Like you haven't like pressed the refresh button. There's an update to it though and things aren't the way they were back in the 30s no, no, no i get that but there's a reason why they call it 101 it's basics it's like it's like right we, but the basics you, you still have to know are the fundamentals the basic, well the basics are still kind of there but the thing is like that rule book of like you know good guys can't do this the bad guys can't do that i mean let's face it that's kind of the window like now it's a good formula to keep that thing alive but it's not necessary in every aspects of the angle so anyways i think we talked way too much about that one and anita but um i don't know i thought it was a good segment it wasn't gold i mean like i like the end but like i'd like to see the dark order back on tv and hopefully they do take it serious so I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on that all right so what's next so next we have the demo god chris jericho and jake hager versus santino ortiz they come out and um chris jericho comes out first and hager and then uh out come the pride and the powerful and wait 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 it's the mad king himself eddie kingston made his return to a huge reception um to back the corner of santino ortiz and um i gotta say this i know that chris jericho and hager are supposed to be the face in this one but pride and powerful got the biggest cheers from this match for sure yes they definitely did and i, I mean i could kind of see like maybe jericho maybe uh going for another heel turn like he's like okay well you guys want to be with me well i'm going to be completely against you because he i think he fits better to the suit of being a, a heel as opposed to being a face his face is goofy which is funny you know like and the thing is like he did so much like for i, st I still think he did wonders for sammy g of anything um you know more than anything else hager is hager is going to be hager is going to be hager right um but pride and powerful they kind of took a backseat that is true no matter which way you look at it they never really got anything they were just pretty much there to be Jericho's lackey so I don't know we will see but um I thought it was a really good match this match did end in disqualification um in a disqualification um and uh wait yeah no 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 no, so, no Santana and Ortiz hit a double team move for the one two three after Jericho went for the Judas effect okay yeah I was I was going too far ahead so at the end uh sent like uh you know Jericho and Kingston had to be separated and went after for a bit referees pull them apart I think it's cool I, I like Kingston I like Jericho I think think their mic skills are pretty good but um i know jericho could still kind of work a good work rate kingston i mean he's great in the mic you really feel for the guy but sometimes his ma his matches can be kind of boring i hate to say it but i hate to be that guy but i mean he brings a lot of personality and like a lot of emotion when it comes to what he's doing which i love about it i guess you have to be like a five-star technician but um i don't know i don't think he works at a good rate i mean he's a good hand definitely but i mean it's nothing more than that pretty much yeah i mean well anytime you got these guys in a ring you're gonna get something good out of it it, you know Jericho is very much a ring general and you know it's it, he hadn't been in a ring in three months though like Jericho has been on tour with Fozzie so I think there was a little bit of ring rust on him but overall he he still knows how to work somewhat 
And I, if I may be so bold to say, and I'm just now noticing this, because I think this is the first time he's really had his shirt off. He's gotten in shape. Like yeah. he got rid of that big ass gut that he had when he was in when he was there in the beginning. Yeah. Fucking about about goddamn time, dude. Like I know you were trying to go for something burly in Japan, but it might have worked in Japan, but it was not working in the states, bro. Not working in the states. Glad he got rid of that. So overall, I thought the tag match was very good. Uh, I got a feeling now. My now the question is at Revolution, do we get Jericho and Eddie one on one, or do we get Eddie and not LAX against uh, Jericho, Hager, and uh, Sammy G? I don't think so. Sammy G's got to defend his title, so I don't think that's going to happen. All right. So I don't see that happening. I do see uh, I do see Chris Jericho um, versus Eddie Kingston, the Mad Titan, um, going at it one on one at Revolution. You know, just because of reasons, because of pride and power for them, and the, pretty much the dismantling of the inner circle. So Sammy G's going to be done with it. You know, I think Hager's going to be done with it. Maybe Hager might stick around. I don't know, um, but maybe. Um, pride and powerful. I just wanted to. I just. I mean, like, yeah. The fact that I, I like Jungle Boy and you know Luchasaurus. I like Luchasaurus a lot, but you know, I'd rather see Pride and Powerful be champions than them. Sorry to say it, but I mean, not sorry. You know. Wait, who would you rather see? I'd rather see Pride and Powerful be tag team champions than Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Wow. I was not expecting you to say that. Why not? I mean, like, don't, don't be wrong. Jungle Boy Jack Perry has the makings. He's one of the pillars. You know, it's like Sammy G, Darby, um, Jungle Boy, and MJF. Well, yeah. sorry, Britt Baker. Um, <laughs> but but the thing is, you know, Jungle Boy, he's got years to develop and get better. No way wrong, he's getting better. I've even seen some segments where he's actually talking to Mike, and he's fucking phenomenal. He's getting there. He's finding his footing. You can see something. And that's why they call him the four pillars because those are those four people are going to be the ones that carry this company to the next generation. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to see like the way when The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin were working through the ranks to the IC title and then moving from the IC title onto the heavyweight, um, you know, contendership. So we're seeing these guys at an early age, and I'm not sure if you saw. Um, well, we'll, we'll get to it later, but um, I the four pillars. You know, that's what what it is. And Jungle Boy, he's one of them. But I rather see Pride and Powerful because I think they're a more cohesive tag team. I think they're more, you know, they're I think they bring more personality and it adds more credibility to the title. And I think the title they're overdue. in their hands would look a lot better than Jurassic Express. I think Jurassic Express looks better chasing than actually holding. Pride and Powerful is way overdue for a title run. Way Absolutely. overdue. Should have held. Absolutely. They should have had those belts a long time ago. Heck yeah, man. I mean, I, I just I just think like in their hands and the things like I think under under the tutelage of uh, the Mad Titan himself, man. Just like it's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful, man. I mean, just seeing those three together like you, like the thing is when you see them on tv like you see like they're having fun like they're comfortable like they don't have to worry like their body language speaks at all um i'm not saying the inner circle wasn't something that was great because it was a good little stint at first but then it, it became a parody of itself later on um so i think under the tutelage of uh the mad king or mad titan himself i think it's gonna be good so i'm looking forward to it oh yeah me too absolutely so uh what happens next oh then we had mercedes martinez versus thunder rosa now before this even happened we have a backstage segment it was Britt baker um Reba and whoever the other chick that's with her all the time that um oh uh, Jimmy Hater. They're all in the back, whatever, and all of a sudden the guy like from the karate kid man, like uh John Cree <laughs> <laughs> Martin Cove, like the guy who's in charge of Cobra Kai, pretty much. He was on there, and he goes like, um, I guess he told Bert Baker. He goes like, uh, Bert Baker's like, what should I do? He goes like, I, I don't think she's strong enough. She's not gonna make it. You know what? You know what to do if she loses. They nod and leave. And I was like, that's so weird. Like they just had this guy come on here, and I think Martin Cove is pretty awesome. He he was always a bad guy since I was a kid. Like that was like the face of like a true villain. Cause everybody watched the Karate Kid, right? When you're a kid, right? Oh yeah. And as soon as you said that sensei, he's like, oh, he's such an asshole. And, like Mr. Miyagi's so nice and peaceful and martin cole's an asshole like yeah i don't know it's, it was so cool if we ever bring back the booch cast goes to the movies we gotta make that one of them at some point but here's the thing i watch it now i was like dude he is solely fucking cool like i don't think he was like he's not a villain in my eyes you know as a grown-up as an adult but i was like he played such a cool character like he was so awesome 
Like looking at it now, I'm like, dude, he was so cool back then. Like he was cool back. He's still cool right now. Like, I would, I would have, I'd, I'd buy a model liquor in Ireland just to hang out with him. That'd be awesome. Yeah. It's like beer does not exist in this dentist office, does it? No DMD. <laughs> Pain does not exist in this dentist office, does it? No DMD. Defeat does not exist in this dentist office, does it? No DMD. Um, what oh, do we study boy. here? The way of the drill. Sorry, I had to do that. You son of a bitch. It was well, great. Uh, well, this match, Martinez versus Donnarosa, was like a hardcore match. You know, uh, Martinez came up with a lead pipe. They were using chairs. I'm not going to lie to you. This match wasn't bad, but it wasn't the best. And there was kind of sloppiness on both people. There was two times I thought Donnarosa had broke her neck on yeah. this one. There was like two times where it biffed. And I was like, oof, I hope she's going to be okay. I hope she rolls out of it. I hope whatever. Um, There was one spot that I didn't really care for either. There was one where Britt Baker did like, um, what's that? It's like almost like a Manichinoku drive. Driver, but I think it's called a Falcon Arrow, I think, right? That the one that uh, um, Seth Rollins, uh, Thunder Rosa does. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Rollins does, does it too. But when Rosa did it to Martinez on top of the chairs, like I almost saw like the corner edge of the seat go inside Rosa. I'm like, oh, God, that's going to hurt. And then at one point, like um, I think Mercedes was going for a move and she slipped and just landed on Rosa with like all her weight or something. I think when she came off the top rope and did like the, the flying knee or the dropping knee. I think she clipped her in the jaw, too. I'm like, oh, my God, you're just beating the shit out of Rosa, man. <laughs> like... But, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, I mean, it wasn't a bad match. I mean, it was a hardcore match. I think it's way better in, like, as opposed to a lot of wrestling on AEW when it comes to wrestling. I know, folks, I know it sucks. I'm talking to TK. I'm trying to work something out, guys. We're going to get there. Um, But I got to say, this was, like, a really good, hard-fought match. Like, except for minor little snafus. And listen, man, they're professional wrestlers. They're people, man. You know, you're going to mess up. You tell me, like, you go to work, you never mess up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, if you had a counter for each time you fucked up, and someone there like, boo, video, you suck. Like, oh. get on your head, right? Oh, trust me. I know when I mess up because my boss will screenshot it, circle it, and send it to me in WhatsApp. Hey, here's, here's where you fucked up today. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, but the thing <laughs> is, like, you go to work, and then the next day you wake up and you're fine. When you're a professional wrestler and you fuck up, like, they go on YouTube, they go on Twitter, they go on the dirt sheets, and, like, there's, like, memes and GIFs and all this different shit oh, yeah. so like yeah your, your work might be kind of cut off for you but at the same time you don't have it as hard as the wrestlers because they have like the whole world watching them so if everybody the whole world is watching you do your work Vinny how would you perform um I mean I'd be nervous as fuck but I think I do pretty well because um I'm used to being in front of crowds um <laughs> I do stand up man I've been in front of crowds you do stand up yeah you know this oh okay you gotta be funny for that right last time I checked okay just making sure okay. anyways so <laughs> oh good shit well here's what goes in the after match um Thunder Rosa wins it. Uh, Martinez comes out. Um, so I guess uh, Thunder Rosa did like this whole bow thing. Like, you know, I respect you. Martinez bowed to her. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Rosa goes out of the ring for a second and Britt Baker comes in and it looks like, like she should roll out. She was about to hit the chair on Thunder Rosa, but she gives it to Martinez. Martinez hesitated on hitting her with the chair. So she got attacked by Jamie Hayter and they put the boots to the girls. Um, but I think before that whole thing, whatever, that guy from Cobra Kai, he was sitting like in the front seat. Yeah. And then Baker went up to him and he, and he goes like and she, he goes like sweep the leg <laughs> no mercy like, finish her that's what happens so obviously they're gonna be a program between Baker and possibly Jamie Hayter versus Rosa and Martinez I'm not sure about the Rosa and Martinez duo just yet maybe it could be something pretty cool hopefully they could do some like tag team wrestling where they have like you know like tandem moves or something or maybe have matching gear something cool just something where shows are on the same page or some kind of wrestling move she can incorporate one of her moves with one of her moves I don't know we'll see I'll give it time I'll let it develop right now they just planted the seed 
So I'm ready to see what blossoms. Yeah, me too. This is gonna be a it's gonna be a great feud. Who knows? Maybe this could lead to Thunder Rosa uh, becoming the women's champion. Cause much as I love Britt Baker, she's got to lose that belt eventually. Yeah, she will, but we got to find a worthy contender. Let's just face it, folks. Everybody's like not really streaming up the stream right now. They're just kind of flowing by. No one's really trying to jump up to that first position. So yeah, it's because um, it's because they're it's all just happy to be there. It it, uh, it saddens me that you know I could sit there and say that with a straight face, like oh yeah, that's going on, but whatever. Uh, but we'll get better. You know, we're we're getting some talent. We're getting some people, and um, you know, in the meantime, hopefully, people can learn how to do um wrestling better. And I think with the veterans we have there now, as opposed to it was like a year or two ago, I think we're in good hands. So I'll, yeah. I'll give a ton of blossom. We'll get there when we get there, I guess. Yeah, I just hope the coaches that are there can uh finally man up because a few of them need to and pull the people aside who are fucking up and go straighten up. You're fucking up because I feel like with the with with the with the stuff that I'm seeing, I'm like either the coaches are yes men or they're not paying attention because I'm like because uh, half this shit it's like look someone's got to pull them to the side and say something. The problem is anytime somebody spits any truth bombs, they get blasted on social media for being too old. It's like no, it's because these people who are too old drew money trying to teach you how to draw money because that's what's gonna make the business prosper. Okay, y'all can y'all can y'all can do the gymnastics all you want, but you don't know how to tell a story and draw money, you ain't gonna last long. I don't, I don't share your sentiment, but sure enough, you know, you're entitled to your own opinion, Vinny, so that's fine. Um, but last but not least, and you know, it didn't dawn on me about this match until the thing, I mean, I thought about it last night. We had two of the pillars fighting each other tonight, Darby Allen versus Sammy G. Um, I think this has probably been the most entertaining Darby Allen match I've ever seen, and not just like the whole, like, where he gets flipped around, because, you know, that's gonna happen, where it looks like he got hurt, he broke his neck or something, that happens. But this is probably the most entertaining, the more focused Darby Allen that I've seen in a long time. It was pretty cool because Darby Allen came out with Sting. Um, Sting gave him like a fist bump and then he went to the back, which is fantastic. He's like, hey, you know what? You got this. So it's almost like he gave him like, all right, dad, you, you know, you can go home now. Um, I'm going to do this myself. I have a championship match. Okay, son, I'll be rooting for you in the back. Um, but I got to say, this match was really fun. I, I, it was, I mean, it was like high impact, but like there was also a lot of wrestling too, which is really great. And don't get me wrong, Darby Allen's going to hit the spots with the whole like death defying, falling off the top rope and hitting like weird stuff. I, mean, I think Sammy G took like, um, a flip suiton into like the hardest part of the ring, like the edge. Um, I think at one point, you know, Darby Allen was thrown from the bottom, or and like I think he was trying to dive out like a suicide dive, and he got met with a cutter from Sammy G on the outside. I mean, it was a lot of brilliant spots that like I was like, wow, I felt like I was watching Lucha on the ground again, where you're watching wrestling moves for the first time. And I was like, oh, that was cool. I don't think I've ever seen a, a stunner from a suicide dive, which is a smart move to do. Yeah, I think that was. I don't know if that was a. I don't think that was a stunner. That was more like a RKO. RKO. Kind of, that's always a stunner. Yeah, it was like it was like so. I mean, you're right. It wasn't a stunner. It was a cutter. Sorry. I guess yeah, it was, it was a cutter. Yeah, so it was the cutter. Yeah. So in full momentum, he was thrown out though, and like you know, I thought this match was really freaking awesome, man. It really was. And obviously, um, at the end, things had to get broken down because Andrade El Idolo came out with a with an iPad and smashed it in uh, Darby's face or Darby's face. When guess what? The referee wasn't looking. Who would have thought? <laughs> Although in some cases it doesn't matter if they are because the refs don't really exert their authority much. And then he goes out there and he grabs Sammy's two belts because he comes out there with two belts. And he grabs them yeah, both. So he why? just took them. He's like the repo man. He just took both belts and ran <laughs> off. Okay. Oh, God. 
I don't know where to start with this. Okay, where do I begin? First of all, okay, well, first of all, why does Sammy still have two belts? We don't we don't need this. We don't. It it doesn't look any better. And as skinny as he is, it just looks awkward. Just just we we one guy, one belt. We don't need it anymore, especially since the other guy who held the belts, not even with not even not even on the payroll anymore. So let's just uh get rid of that. But that's another story for another day. Um there were a it was like maybe a handful of spots that I actually liked in this match. The highlight for me was the figure four spot when I think I think it was Darby who locked in the figure four, if I remember correctly, and they're exchanging slats back and forth and the figure four breaks. That was good because there was wrestling. Everything else was their usual spot stuff. So it was hard for me to get invested. In fact, this was the only match tonight I didn't like. Everything else about this show I enjoyed until we got here. But I did love Matt Hardy showing up because uh, I like the fact it's going to lead to something with that because if at this point, since it's obvious Darby's not taking the belt. If anybody's going to take the belt off of Sammy G, I'd like to see Matt Hardy take it. I feel like he's due for a title run, period. So Well, I think what's going to happen is they're going to hold up on that as well, too, only because Jeff's coming in in a fold up soon. So instead of like going after singles titles, he should probably have tag team gold. And if the Hardy boys come in yeah. and see the tag team champions as a, a kid and a dinosaur, um, they might think they have a chance of getting it. And I think they have a good chance of doing it. No, if Jeff comes in, they have to do it. Mm -hmm. If Jeff if Jeff is going to come in to AEW, him and Matt need to walk, need to win those AEW tag team titles. That That's that's not even an option. That is a fact. Well, here's the thing, too, because the cool thing is with the history and plus with Christian being there, you know, they can sit there and talk shit to Christians like, oh, it's funny. We just saw your guy not so long ago. It's funny here by yourself. But uh, I know you like we've always known that the like your team has always been afraid of our teams. Our team is always more superior than yours. Um, you know, why don't you put those tag team titles on the line and see who the better team is from all decades? I think it's been somehow like that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, for that to work, Edge would have to leave WWE and do something in AEW for that to work. Cause, yeah, I know. Because the only other person Christian's known for teaming with is maybe Jericho or Tomko, but that wouldn't be. The, but bringing in Tyson Tomko wouldn't make any sense, and yeah. him and Jericho together wouldn't make sense either. So unless you're gonna bring in, unless you're gonna bring Edge into AEW, which I doubt is gonna happen, but you never say never in the business. But I wouldn't go that far. But they could probably taunt Christian with it anyway, and then he brings in some type of partner to fight Matt and Jeff or whatever. But I would Hardy's as a tag chance would be great. I just hope that if Jeff does come is in fact coming to AEW, they don't make the same mistake WWE made and just give Jeff all the singles opportunities in the world and just let Matt sit in the background because that is a thing that has happened in WWE that has pissed me off for years. And my biggest fear was that AEW, they would do the same damn thing. And well, I'm hoping well, I'm Tony like, is smarter than Vince on that one. Well, here's the thing. Couldn't they bring Gangrel <laughs> for that? That'd be pretty cool. Oh, that'd be sakes. great. I mean, I think Gangrel's working for MLW right now. So they, they're, that is a chance. It's very true. But um, that was a way to conclude the show. So what would you think overall from the show, Vinny? Like I said, other than the main event, loved it. Great show. Promos were great. Some of the matches were very well done. Um, there was working. There was storytelling. Uh, D Brian Danielson bringing in the psychology. It was very well done. Like I said, of course, you know, you got to have you got to have the circus act for the circus fans. So I can't I can't fault them too much for that. But it, I didn't enjoy it. But I understand why it's there. You, so, you know, you want to you want to be credible, but you also got to, as you always say, feed.
feed the little birdies. So that was what Sammy and Darby were for, feeding the little birdies. And then, but then we got to see some real matches for some real men. So loved it. So yeah, I think AEW won wrestling again this week. I don't think NXT was that that good this week. Raw was not that great. And well, uh, Raw's we never great, but NXT was NXT was Vengeance Day was pretty good. Uh, Vengeance Day was pretty good. So you just think because you're a correspondent for NXT. That's okay though. We're we're still friends. No, no, I'm about, um, we're totally in agreement that Raw and SmackDown didn't compare. They never do. They, they it's 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 unwatchable now. I don't watch it. Pretty much. But um, but Vinny, now it's time for the rankings. You ready? February 16, uh, 2022 rankings of AEW. Ready, man. Let's hear it. All right. We got the current world champion, Hangman Adam Page. Um, we got your TNT champion, Sammy Guevara, or Sammy Two Belts, because he just decided not to throw the other one away or whatever they have to do with them. Put him in the vaults in the history. Uh, number one contending of Adam Cole. Number two, you have Dante Martin. Number three, you have Powerhouse Hobbs. Number four, you have Lance Archer. And last but not least, number five, Mr. Mr. Mayhem himself, Wardlow. Now, in your women's division, you do have your current world champion in the women's division, Mrs. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, you got your uh, TBS champion and Jade Cargill. Number one contender for the heavyweight champion, we do have Thunder Rosa. Number two, we have Layla Hirsch. Number three, we have Serena Deeb. Number four, we have Anna Jay. And last but not least, we have Red Velvet, number five. And for your AEW tag team rankings, we do have the team of Jungle Express, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and Luchasaurus. Number one contenders for the tag team championships, we have the acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Matt Caster. Um, number two, you have Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King. Uh, Private Party, um, two and one at uh, number three. Uh, number four, we have the Ass Boys, um, uh, Rod and Todd Ass. And last but not least, we have FTR in fifth place. So that's currently your standings for February 2022. Wow. All right. Yeah, so that was a hell of a ranking system. A lot of people are going up. A lot of people are going down. So, uh... Yeah, we have, like, I mean, it was weird because just last week, wasn't the Ass Boys, like, number one? And then they're gone. Um, The Kings of the Black Throne were, like, in fourth place and they're in second yeah so if the acclaim were to take one more loss and the, the kings of the black throne win one more there'll be a number of contenders that'll be interesting to see most definitely so wouldn't you want to see malachi black and brody king versus the hardys that would be stellar i would love that match very much but here's what but the, the, if it's gonna do that match we need an extra ingredient to make it perfect go on the broken hardys oh that's what i'm talking about like willow and yeah broken matt brother nero yeah Yes. That that would be great. Yes, yes. Against Mal against against Malachi Black and Brody King in the Great War. I think it'd be pretty cool because I, I think we could have the House of Black winded by the Revolution, and then by that time Jeff Hardy and um, Matt Hardy will come together and then, you know bring out their broken characters and Nero, and uh, they could have like singles matches, tag matches to kind of build themselves off a little bit, you know, but like constantly be like in each other's bullshit. Like you know, Jeff and Matt will have a match, they'll do something else, and they'll interfere and some bullshit like that so whatever thing that whatever the king of the black have to get done with um yeah. with Pac and penta because they're gonna form like penta's gonna transform obviously into penta dark we all know it. i mean you brought up so brilliantly last week um Pac's already gone through a transition since having the eye mist spit on him as well what if the hardys what about this what if the hardys come out as like their like, team extreme type of characters and then malachi black spits the black goo and that's what opens up the multiverse <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean that's what causes Matt to be broken or again or something. Cause that would be that would be awesome to see. And then what I think they should do is, especially if they can make it to All Out and do it. Here's what you do: you have Rebby come out on the piano like she did in TNA, right? Play the music, and then I'll fade away and classify myself as obsolete. Obsolete. That would be great. That would fucking yeah. kill. 100%. It would be great. I would love. I would live for that. God, wish we bookers. Oh yeah, we will. Cause soon enough we will be having our Twitch stream on the Boochcast on. YouTube. That's right, folks. We'll be coming our own GM managers. And guess what I found out today, Vinny, because I looked into it. You could use a creative wrestler to be a GM. You can. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're definitely going to be doing that. That's going to be fun. And uh, so, uh, Elvis, you got anything? What else we got going on? You got anything else you want to promote? Uh, yeah. I want to promote our show because uh, I know you guys can't follow me on social media. You guys cannot follow me on Instagram or Facebook or YouTubes or anything else like that. I have nothing to promote for myself because I'm not a selfish person. I'm not that conceited. But um, the people here in the Boochcast do. Vinny Bucci likes your subscriptions and your likes and your shares. Um, he wants you to follow us. Now, if you're like-minded, if you're like fast-talking Northerners and uh, weird-talking Vinny Bucci, talk about wrestling, variety shows, and everything else in between, follow us on our show. Um, if you're listening to it, I mean, it doesn't take much for you, but gives, it helps us out so much. So like, subscribe, tell your friends, share us on Facebook, share us on Instagram, you know, visit our show, chat with us. Um, we're doing a gaming thing, whatever, and um, I'm going to be giving you the uh, information if you guys do have the Oculus on how to meet up with us. We'll start a little chat. We'll even call it the Boochcast um, chat um, corner. Yeah. And what we'll do is um, the more people to get on there, I'll just, just add it on there. I'll add you guys on there as well. And then if you guys want to play some games on virtual reality, um, I got mine for Christmas and I haven't been able to put it down. Sometimes I got to force myself to stop it. I play a lot of poker online. It's free poker. Um, there's a couple games out of tabletop RPG games. There's strategy games. Um, if you want to play like one of those fast games where you shoot each other and kill each other with swords don't invite me um i can't do fast motion in vr it makes me sick um so if it's like a strategy game or something like that poker where you're just sitting down hanging out doing stuff um maybe you guys have some games i haven't heard of and you guys could bring it in a chat you know so uh we're gonna open that up for you guys too quest uh, the quest two is what i have um i guess i gotta get credentials for Vinny. at least he's got to sign up for it i think it's through your facebook technically Vinny. so and the thing is we can stream everything we're seeing everything we're saying you can see my avatar for poker you can see my avatar for a lot of different games we do so we'll like a lot of just a lot, a lot of sharing a lot of stuff we're gonna bring it here soon um geez follow us on youtube we did a whole bunch of those uh, dark side of the rings um pretty cool stuff uh, we have some other little things on there um the twitch thing i have a game that i just started right now and i plan on getting that on uh twitch as well uh Vinny, what's the plug for uh twitch on there what's what's the what's the credentials uh basically well the uh, as far as the credentials to get everything on there i have to send that to you privately but well, i mean i'm saying how, 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 how how can people find us on Twitch? Oh, what you do is you go to twitch.tv slash the boochcast. Uh, that's where we are. That's where you go see the Oculus Gaming, the GM mode, also the D&D show that will be coming later this year. And of course, it's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. The next one we got is April 2nd, uh, 2022 for night one of WrestleMania 38 and April 3rd, 2022 for night two of WrestleMania 38. So we'll be doing two different watch parties on two different days uh, for that. So we got uh, those watch parties right there. So make sure you guys are joining us in April for Wrestlemania and uh, like I said twitch.tv slash the boochcast that's where you can find it awesome so um yeah we got the twitch we got uh Spotify you know uh pretty much anywhere you pretty much listen to podcasts iHeartRadio Spotify uh is it the Apple Play Store too right or something uh, like that we're, we're, breaker yeah we, we got we have uh iHeartRadio Spotify Anchor that's the main one uh Breaker and Google Podcasts that's those are sites we're on we're not on Apple Apple won't take us okay, yeah, I, well, I'm, I'm still trying to get like the hang of every single one of these so I'll 
get there. I'll get yeah. there, my little birdies. Eventually, I'm gonna get Breaker and Anchor and a Breaker, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, and, and God, Google. Yeah, there we go, Google. It, don't forget to go on the Google. But uh, make it follows on those little platforms. So whatever, whichever more goes to you, I guess. Um, just find us on there. Um, enjoy our content. Obviously, if you hate our content, you're probably not listening. So you know, this is for all the dozens and dozens of fans on the Boochcast. Thank you so much <laughs> for listening. We thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. Hopefully, we're able to distract you for at least about an hour um talking about the stupid thing we call wrestling and why we love it and why we recap it um i'm a masochist for pain i watch it but um watching that it might makes it so much better it's better than fucking going through guantanamo bay i mean monday night raw um so but Vinny, anything else um you want to plug before we go yeah uh just like us on facebook we're at facebook.com slash the boochcast where we keep archives of episodes of the show as well as great content uh we just had an episode of the male soap opera moment with myself and the wens where we talked about the shittiness of the royal rumble and gave our predictions for the elimination chamber so make sure you guys go and check that out before noon on saturday so you guys can uh see wh- who's right who's wrong who's going to take home the prediction belt myself or the wens you can find that on the facebook page also we're on twitter and instagram at the Boochcast. those are the latest tweets photos and videos so you can check everything out there uh for all of our stuff and of course the youtube channel will have more uh dark side of the ring episodes coming soon i just found out my schedule is about to open up next month so we'll be able to uh get that content done and uh out to you guys as soon as possible and uh so we're gonna have a lot like i said i my schedule's gonna be open i told everybody on the team i'm putting them all to work because we're getting this stuff out for you guys so hit the subscribe button ring that bell to be notified when we when those uh when that content will be uploaded so and of course also on there we have archive watch parties uh we still got a few more we got to put up there elvis has one in particular that i need to get from him but i got the other two that i can send up real soon we got the one the D one shot we did uh funny skits the holiday videos uh elvis you finally see that valentine's day video yeah i hate those videos man <laughs> like i fucking hate those videos you just put like you take the worst photos from everybody and you patch it on there and you, it's fucking no, horrible, no, no. So. you told me to use that other video that photo of you you said pick the one from this thing and i did so you can't be mad if you want photographs just ask me for it man like you know, I'll, you know if you're like, having to do a video do you have any good photos you want to put on there and i'll be like okay cool but go and fo- I, I just don't like those videos they're so stupid i'm sorry but well, they're, they're meant so to be dumb. funny that's the thing that's like if that if that's your comedy style then i can see why you get booed off every stage i do not get booed off every stage every i've been booed once stage. in my whole career i looked up vinnie bucci on google and it says why <laughs> <laughs> Because I fucking rule. So anyway, um, but yeah, so check those out. And uh, of course, uh, we'll be back next time with uh, more AEW talk. And of course, uh, we got the variety show coming up next week as well, where we'll dive into uh, more craziness uh, in wrestling and in our world. I got plenty of stuff that we got for that. And of course, um, that's about it, Elvis, unless you got one more thing you want to add. Oh, wait, I do. No, I got one more thing. Uh, Support, go to to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support to support the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. Episodes. You can donate either 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 per month. Every whatever side you want to do will help us grow. It helps us grow the podcast. It helps us take care of everybody. And if there's any money left over after we've taken care of everything show related, we feed Zach ramen noodles. So that's it. If he's lucky. If he's lucky, yeah. So uh, I'm done. Unless you got something else you want to add. Done. That's that's about it. It's in the can. It's all ready to go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, so much for hanging out with us. It's been uh, a pretty quick hour. So. Uh, um, hope you guys enjoy the rest of the day. Find some more podcasts. If you're done here, just go back to the archive and see if you haven't heard something before. Good night, goodbye, and thank you so much. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. 
So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.